Welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Joe. I am a dietitian and the purpose here is to smash the taboo of binge eating. Going to dive straight in with today's topic because I have a lot to cover. Today I'm going to be talking about unusual triggers for binge eating. Now, there are lots of common triggers that can spark off a binge, and I covered them in a previous episode. So I'll link that in the show notes if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet. But in today's episode, I want to get into some more nuanced triggers, things that you may not even notice are triggering your binges, but in reality, they might be. Many of these are not even discussed in the scientific literature or research. But from my experience, I have come across people struggling with these triggers again and again. So even though it's not written in the research anywhere, I do think they are real triggers. It's just that they haven't been talked about enough yet. So if you are trying to learn more about what triggers you to binge eat, I really think you're going to enjoy today's episode. So I have four unusual triggers for you today, but before I get into it, just my usual disclaimer, please don't take any healthcare advice from this podcast. It is just for information and education purposes only, and it's not a substitute for individualized support from your doctor, your nurse, or your dietitian. Having said that, if you would like me to be your personal dietitian, then why not seek out one-to-one coaching with me? I now take private clients. I do a package of eight weeks for people who are ready to leave binge eating in the past. So if that's you, I'll leave a link in the show notes where you can check it out. All right, let's get into today's episode for unusual triggers that might be sparking off a binge. The first trigger is to-do lists. You know, when you have a whole list of things that you need to get done, so you write them all out. And when you take a step back and you look at the list, you realize, oh, wow, I have a lot of stuff that I need to do. I think to-do lists can be a trigger for binge eating because it can make you feel very overwhelmed when you write down everything that you need to do and you take a step back and you realize, oh, goodness, it is more than I thought that it was. I don't even know where to begin. I can't handle this, but I know what is going to make me feel better right now in this moment when I'm feeling this level of overwhelm and maybe stress and anxiety as well. I am going to eat. Eating soothes the nervous system. Eating is going to console me. Eating is what I'm going to do. And maybe that's what happens. And I'm not saying that that cognitive stream happens all the time. This kind of thing can happen on such a subconscious level. But what I know is true is feeling like totally inundated with things to do and not knowing where to begin, feeling like you're never going to get through it all. That can be enough to trigger you to binge eat because remember, binging and eating consoles the nervous system. If you think that this could be a trigger for you, what I do with my clients is I suggest not using to-do lists anymore. I know it sounds like it's a great way to get organized and write down in, in one place all of the things that you have to do, and then you can tick them off one by one. But how would you manage if you just didn't have a list? Would that ease the sensation of overwhelm? Maybe you could just focus on two or three 
high importance, high priority things that you can focus on and leave the rest for another time. Have a think about it. Is this something that resonates with you? Do you find that when you write it all down in one place, all of the things that you have to do, that it just triggers something in you and you automatically turn to food? It could be because of the to-do list of writing down in one place all of the things that you have to do and it can just make you feel you're not able for any of it. The next unusual trigger for binge eating is daily transitions. And what I mean by that is when you're transitioning from school or work back into home life at the end of the day, or when you are transitioning from being a busy parent during the day, and then when your kids are put to bed, you get to be just you and not a parent. Or if you've spent the whole weekend with your extended family, let's say it was a celebration and you spent all weekend with them. And then when it's time for the event to end and you're going back home, that transition between being really sociable, talkative, catching up with everybody, back into your slower pace life at home. I often hear from you that one of your main times for binge eating is when you're in the car, usually on the way home from work. And when you think about it, it does make sense why that time would be serving you to decompress after the day, process everything that went on in in the day, and using food as a mechanism to help you to relax, help you to just bring yourself down after a long, hard day. So if you are somebody who binge eats in the car, usually on the way home from work, then it might be true to say that you use food as um, a way to cope with transitioning during the day, transitioning from work life back into home life. I will also commonly hear that you will have a binge as soon as you get home from seeing family or friends. And you could have spent the whole day or the whole evening eating. Maybe you're at a restaurant and you had a really delicious, satisfying three-course meal. But yet, when you get home from that meal, from that restaurant, you find yourself going straight for food. And even though you don't feel any hunger present, you don't feel that you need the food for a physiological hunger, you find yourself eating a whole meal's worth of food in the form of an uncontrollable binge. I understand this is incredibly confusing and it does happen. It happens really often. So if you find yourself binging, even though you've just been to a restaurant, please just know it is okay. It's not only you. This is something that happens. You might be wondering, what is the function of this? Why do I do this? I have had a really lovely time with my friends why did I need to come home and binge? And I couldn't just go to bed like a quote-unquote normal person. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. I know that it seems totally illogical, but let's just take a minute to assess what purpose this could be serving. Even though you've probably had a lovely time with your friends and you really enjoyed catching up with them, maybe on some level you just found the experience a little bit too much There was too many conversations happening. You felt like you had to put on a brave face, that you had to be your best self. 
Maybe it just didn't feel entirely like you. Maybe you were so worried about what you're going to eat at that meal when you were out with your friends. Maybe you were so concerned that other people might be judging you, might be looking at what you're eating. Whatever was going on, just know that binge eating in the moment feels like it's a really good way to decompress, a really good way to just let go. And especially if your mind has been taken up with thoughts about food and are they looking at me? What should I order? I want to order dessert, but nobody else is ordering dessert. What should I do? Binge eating is just a way to just quieten all of that. Because as I've said in previous episodes, people who binge eat are always thinking about food, except for when they're actually binge eating. So that's another unusual trigger. Take a look to see, do you find that you do binge eat at times of transition? So moving from one state into another. And speaking of moving from one state into another, the next unusual trigger is kind of on the same lines. An unusual trigger for binge eating that I come across often is just because it's Sunday. I'm pretty sure there hasn't been any research done on this, but something tells me that if there were to be a study on the most common day for binge eating, I think universally it would be Sunday. And it's clear to see why. Because people who binge eat are often battling with that Monday mentality. The mentality of on Monday I'll be good, on Monday I'll start again, on Sunday I'll do the big shop and on Monday I will get back on it. Does that sound familiar? And with every Monday mentality there comes the last supper eating. So that last chance to eat all of the delicious foods all of your favorite binge foods, to eat as much as you want, as quick as you can, because come tomorrow, that's it. You are not going to be allowed them anymore. This is why Sundays, I believe, are very popular for binge eating. And then to add another reason to it, Sundays tend to be a more unstructured day. And us binge eaters don't like to not have a routine. We don't like to have ample time just to ourselves so that we can do whatever we want with it. We like to be told what and when we should be doing things. So if you put together a whole day of unstructured time, and usually our meals are pretty unstructured on Sunday as well, because you might get up late or you don't feel like cooking, which is totally fine by the way, it's okay to have unstructured meals. But to, to have a whole load of unstructured time on Sundays, plus the dream, the vision that starting tomorrow, you are going to be so good and you're going to have your set three meals a day. You're probably going to do some meal prep today to make sure that it goes well. Having the combination of those two, I think is a perfect recipe for a binge. So If you have identified Sunday is a trigger for you, my advice to you would be to make the most out of your Sunday. I know that you don't like unstructured time. So how about scheduling in some activities that are just for you, some self-care activities, and you can pencil them in and try your best to keep to them. 
So say 11 o'clock, have my favorite breakfast of French toast, berries, yogurt and maple syrup. Then at 12 o'clock, I am going to go for a long walk with my favorite podcast. At two o'clock, I am going to read two chapters of the book that I have been telling myself I really want to start this week and so on. What you are doing here is you're making the most out of this unstructured time, but still getting in some real nourishing self-care activities. And hopefully if your heart is full from taking care of yourself that day, you won't feel such a strong urge to binge. And finally, the last unusual trigger that can, that can set off a binge is watching TV. It is so common to hear that you just can't sit on the couch and pick up the remote to watch some TV without automatically thinking about food. Sitting on the couch and turning on the TV is an automatic danger zone for you and you're sick of it. And if somebody wasn't there with you, then you would just not stop eating. I get it. This is common. I hear it all the time. What I think is going on here is that you have just become so used to always eating when you are on the couch that it's just become such an ingrained habit that it's something you don't even think about anymore, that you do mindlessly. And like any other habits, it has grown over time and it can be hard to break. If I'm talking to you right now and you think that you can't sit on the couch without automatically wanting to binge, then could you try breaking the habit? I know it's way easier said than done, but make a conscious effort for both your TV time and your eating to be something that you do mindfully. So when you do watch TV, make sure it's, that's an activity that you really want to do. You really want to sit on the couch, relax and turn on a program. As much as possible, make sure it's not something that you're doing just because you're bored or you feel you have nothing else to do. And then when it comes to eating, make an active decision that you are going to watch one hour of TV and you're not going to eat anything. You can eat before, no problem. You can eat after, that's fine. But for that one hour of watching TV, you are just going to pay attention to the show or the movie and you are not going to eat anything. If you can do it for one hour, see if you can continue doing it. You don't have to do an all or nothing and say, I am never going to eat when I'm watching TV again. Just take it hour by hour. What we're trying to do here is break the habit. So just to reiterate, the problem is not the binging. The problem is not watching TV, but we just want to break that habit so you don't feel like every time that you sit down, you're automatically going to binge. So just to recap over those points again. So the first unusual trigger is to-do lists. The second unusual trigger is transitioning. So transitioning throughout the day. Number three is Sundays, which I think is, is the universal day for binging. And number four is watching TV. If you have found that one or all of those triggers relate to you, then that's okay. Just know that these are real and valid and just because they're not talked about a lot doesn't mean that they're unusual or strange or it's only you that's going through it. I am going to leave you there. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. 
Remember, if you would like to seek one-to-one private coaching support with me, just let me know. I have left a link in the show notes where you can read about my service and book a free 15-minute, no-obligation introductory call to overcome binge eating, to stop binge eating for once and for all. All right, you take care of yourself and I will see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.